CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Your Ben Jarofsky Show for Wednesday, January 29th is just moments away. But before we get into this, we got to thank the following unions for sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126, and District 8. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, sponsored this program, as well as the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. A giant thank you to those unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. And, of course, today's Bendrovsky Show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Oh, wow, we got people on the live stream requesting some songs from oh, no. They want to hear the song of the day. I mean, minus Brianna, but I think everybody else, like Jeff, Jeff says, yes, singing. So, uh, give the with, people what they want, Ben. Let's I'm kind of with Brianna on this one. Uh, all right, sorry, Brianna. <clears throat> from Tommy James and the Shondells, the year was 1968. Just sing the song. Sweet Cherry Watch. Yeah. The Ben <laughs> show starts now. <laughs> It is Wednesday, January 29th, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, legendary Chicago journalist Monroe Anderson returns to talk all things Trump, 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 sports, no, and Trump, and Director of the Black Harvest Film Festival, Sergio Mims, returns. And now your host, director of nothing. <laughs> director of the Ben Jarofsky Show. Director of the Air <laughs> Organ. Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this robot Republican. Wednesday, and here's why. I'm thinking of that Herbie Hancock uh, performance at the Grammys. Whatever. Anyway. We love everybody who listens to this show. Yesterday. Especially the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Herbie, remember when it, the robot thing? Oh, this is so way before your time. Anyway, the Republicans. We love every one of you who listens Republican to this program. robots. Anyway, yesterday, of course, we were talking about the Chicago Tribune editorial board uh, grilling, and I mean grilling Kim Fox about what she knew and when did she know it about Smollett Gate. They had three other Democrats up there going, yes, you're right. Grill her some more. Three Democrats. Who are they? Can you name them? D? Huh? Short-term memory test. Three Bob. Democrats? Oh, yeah. Bob Fioretti, Donna Moore, and uh, Bill the Bro. Yeah, that's correct. Good. Come at me. Excellent. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Your short-term memory is really strong. Everybody grilling Kim Fox. What did she know, and when did she know it, and how much did she know, and turning over like every little detail. And they, they had Cass, and Eric Zorn, and a couple other, but I can't remember all the different... Now listen, we know this thing happens once in a blue moon. It doesn't relate to anybody normal, but hey... What about this Smollett thing? Yes, yeah, Smollett is so important. 
All right, so here we are, fast forward. The freaking president of the United States is being impeached for shaking down the president of Ukraine. They got evidence of it. They got a witness ready to go, Johnny Bolton, John Bolton, the man with the mustache. Or The Republicans loved him a month ago. Now, since he says he's ready to, to testify against Donald Trump, they hate him. Man, fuck. No collusion. <laughs> no collusion, nothing. Everything you see doesn't exist. All right? So I'm just wondering. Are the Republicans as open-minded about criticizing their president of the United States and asking tough questions of him like Democrats in Illinois are just all lined up about Smollett-gate, huh? Are the Republicans as outraged about Donald Trump and his misdeeds as the Tribune's editorial board was yesterday? Remember, indeed, they grilled her. What did you know? When did you know it? How do you know that? Every little sentence she uttered was dissected to see if it contradicted what went before. Meanwhile, the Republicans are getting their senators to vote uh, as a block against calling any witnesses. The Democrats are begging, pleading, come on, please break from it. It's impeachment of the president, shaking down the president of Ukraine. Everybody knows he did it. It's like you got to just be willfully ignorant. You got to close your eyes and close down your ears to pretend that he didn't do what we all knew he did, which is far worse than anything that Kim Fox ever did with Smollett Gate. But no, Republicans don't want to hear it, don't want to see it, don't want to know about it. They're begging, will it be Susan Collins of Maine? Will she vote to uh, call John Bolton as a witness? Will Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, will she vote to vo- call John Bolton as a witness? Will Mitt Romney of Utah, will he vote to vote for John Bolton? That's still, if all three of those do it, D, it still leaves you one senator short. The Democrats have three people running against Kim, Kim Fox. They got three people saying they're outraged by Smolenki. That's how open-minded Democrats are. Oh, we're so open-minded. You know, Democrats are like believing things like fair maps and stuff. They play along with that game. Republicans, you can't find a fourth to call John Bolton as a witness. Not only that, they're all lining up to trash John Bolton. They're all like, oh, all he's doing is trying to sell books. That's all. He's... About a, two weeks ago, they loved John Bolton. Fox TV had him as a consultant. He was always coming on. They were singing his praise, calling him the wisest, smartest guy in the world. Now he's a traitor. Whatever Don, Donald Trump needs, that's where Republicans go. They just, they follow in line like the little robots that they are. Meanwhile, here are Democrats. This is an interesting little contrast. Democrats, as I pointed out yesterday, are always so worried about the swing vote. They're always so worried about trying to pick up some Republicans so they can get reelected. In many cases, they have no choice, I suppose. Like the classic case is Doug Jones uh, down in Alabama. Uh, Doug Doug Jones, as you recall, eked out a victory over Roy Moore. This is how bad it is. Doug Jones barely beat Roy Moore. This is the gentleman who was running uh, for as the Republican nominee to fill the vacancy Jeff Sessions created when he went to become attorney general. A really dumb idea by Jeff Sessions. He must admit that by now. He trusted Donald Trump. That's what happens to anybody who trusts Donald Trump. Anyway, Sessions left Alabama, became the attorney general, and Roy Moore was the Republican nominee to fill his vacancy in the race against Doug Jones. Turns out that about 30 years ago, uh, Roy Roy Moore was prowling the malls of Alabama looking for underaged uh, girls that he could date. All right. This is the Republicans idea of a stellar candidate for U.S. Senate. Right. So with that as his back background, 
Roy, uh, Roy Moore was incapable of beating Doug Jones. Doug Jones eked out a narrow win. And part of the reason he won that election is because people voted. They could not bear to vote for a Democrat, but they could not bear to vote for Roy Moore. So they voted for a third party candidate. Also, the real reason he won that election was because like, I don't know, 98, 99 percent of the black voters of Alabama voted for him. So now here we are, Doug Jones, he's like wrestling. Which way should he go on calling it a witness? Well, you know, he doesn't want to lose that sliver. And I mean sliver of Republican voters who may have voted for him or swing voters who made it for him. And the other hand, well, he's kind of worried he may alienate some of the 99% of his base. It looks like he's going to go with the Republicans. That just shows you how Democrats operate. They just assume that the base will follow them wherever they go, whatever they do, because they're just looking for that sliver. So they just figure, all right, base, just do whatever I say. No matter what you think about Donald Trump, no matter how offensive he is to black people, just shut up and follow me wherever I go as I look for that sliver. Meanwhile, there not one Republican. They can't get that one Republican. They got three, maybe, but they're looking for that fourth to vote to call John Bolton as a witness. I'm telling you, folks, it's really hard for the Democrats to win in this election when the Republicans act like robots and the Democrats are afraid of their shadow. We got a great show today, everybody. Monroe Anderson will be here ooh, about mm, half an hour or so, 20 minutes. He's ready to talk Trump. I talked to him early today. Trump, Trump, Trump and more Trump as the impeachment unfolds. Sergio Mims, uh, director of the Black Harvest Film Festival, will be here. He's He's got so much on his mind. He's going to analyze. Sergio already put it, uh, the article on my Facebook wall, which he clearly wants to talk about, uh, about Bernie Sanders. The Dems are gearing up to uh, really go after Bernie. I think it's like the Dems and the Democratic Party, D, may be more uh, upset with Bernie Sanders at this moment than they are with Donald Trump. They're really gearing up to go after Bernie Sanders. They've been bombarding people with this uh, notion that Bernie Sanders cannot possibly win against Donald Trump. They're taking old footage of Bernie Sanders. I told you they were going to do this, everybody. They're already uh, bringing it out. The old footage of Bernie Sanders talking about the Soviet Union and the Sandinistas and stuff that I don't think any millennial in the world even knows about. Uh, and they're going to try to scare Democrats into running away from Bernie Sanders. The campaign is uh, already in full gear. Uh, and so I know Sergio wants to talk about that. So plenty of political talk ahead of us. But first, the young man from Alton, the man they call Dr. Doobie. He's been listening to J.B. Pritzker's speech all morning long. He knows more about Governor J.B. Pritzker's state of the state speech than even J.B. Pritzker does. I'm coming for you, Rich Miller. <laughs> I walked into the studio today. They go, don't talk. I'm listening to the governor's speech. Don't say a word. I go, but what about the scooters coming back to Chicago? No, I can't talk about the scooters. I'm focused on that, Jay. I'll tell you what, this guy is focused. Anyway, the young man from Alton, Illinois, the man they call Dr. Doobie with the news. How's it going, people? <laughs> All right, for the next 20 minutes or so, let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. No public events listed for our Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot. And, well, we all know that when the mayor gets some downtime, just like our governor, she listens to the Ben Jaroski show. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, let me look. Okay. Nope. Do not see Lori Lightfoot in the uh, live stream chat room this afternoon. So I'll assume that she's uh, downloading today's show. 
Vinny J, we've discussed who Governor Pritzker's favorite Ben Jarofsky show guest is. I believe we narrowed it down to uh, Personal Pack CEO Terry Cosgrove <laughs> and Sergio Mims, was it not? Uh, was it Sergio? Was Sergio on the list? I know TC is on the top of that list. So we've gone through that, but Ben. Wait, J.P. Pritzker's a huge fan of you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I don't that's... like that guy from Alton. Uh, What's that, his name? Uh, that bald guy is great. <laughs> I like that guy. Dr. Doobie. I have that bald hillbilly. <laughs> Doobie guy? He's great. Dr. Doobie. Yeah, he loves you, man. So we've talked about Pritzker and his right. favorite guest. And Ben, uh, and we're also going to ask all of you listening on the live stream to weigh in as well. Help mm. us make a podcast today. We're going to try and read your comments before the break. Who is Mayor Lori Lightfoot's favorite Ben Jarofsky show guest? Who do you think, Ben? Oh, come on. Joanna Klonsky. Oh, Joanna yeah? Klonsky comes on the show. Joanna Klonsky is a strategist for Lori Lightfoot. I would say that she's at the top of the list. And then number two would probably be Mike Klonsky, Joanna's dad, who came on the show. Remember that? Number three would be Fred Klonsky. Okay. All right. Uh, you see, I detect a pattern here. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, let's see. Who else? P- PC, Peter Cunningham. Well, I bet she likes PC, you know, Peter Cunningham. I, yeah. She uh, seems like uh, more of a Mark Sims person to me, but, you know, whatever. Did Mark vote for her? I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I would guess. Uh, and, uh, by the way, I would assume that Lori Lightfoot is also a huge fan of one Dr. Doobie. So, but, you know, she's uh, opening up all the... No, you know who she loves? Tommy Two Joint Shuba. Oh, who doesn't love Tommy Two Joint Shuba? <laughs> she, the she, reefer writer. She goes, you know, his coverage of reefer is really good. And by the way, Tommy, you got a joint. No. All right. Enough about the city of Chicago today. We're giving the floor to our Illinois governor. Governor J.B. Pritzker gave us 2020 state of the or state of the state address this afternoon. And Ben, yes. I've been working all day on it. No, you're unbelievable, folks. You got to hurt. Don't talk to me. I'm listening to the speech. We have the audio. Uh, I'm here to tell the carnival barkers, the doomsayers, (laughs) the paid professional critics, the state of our state is growing stronger each day. Don't believe me? Well, consider these facts. All right. Easy, Trey. Wait, tell me about carnival barkers. Yeah. Where did he get that? You've never line? heard Carnival Barkers. No, I know, before? but like I've never heard it in a J.B. Pritzker speech. How about the jugglers and the clowns when they all do their tricks for you from a Bob Dylan song? I wish he had said that. Oh God! When they all did their tricks for you, you never understood that it ain't no good. You shouldn't have other people get your kicks for you. Is anybody still listening? <laughs> Today's state of the state address. Uh-huh. Not only did we get actual things to cheer about, big difference than the last couple of uh, addresses, but today's state of the state address from Governor Pritzker featured some Illinois trivia. Oh, no. Illinois is a state with a grand history of profound impact on our nation and our world. We've sent four transformative presidents to the White House. Mm. We were the first state to ratify two of the most important amendments to the U.S. Constitution. One abolishing slavery and another one granting women the right to vote. The first cell phone was invented here. So was the first television remote control and the first widely used (laughs) internet browser. What all these things have in common. I'm trying to think of the four presidents. Lincoln. Uh, technically, he was born in Kentucky, but I'm going to give him. All right. Um, do this off the top of my head. Uh, Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, Ronald W. Reagan was born in Illinois. Did you know that, D? Reagan was born in Illinois. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's the fourth? I'm probably somebody I'm just, I don't know. I can't remember. Where's Frank when I need him? He's listening. Uh, Frank! Who is the fourth that we sent? Uh, let's see, was it, the, I can't think of one right now. 
the fourth that oh barack obama that's what i was thinking duh ben duh okay can i just say this in my defense Barack Obama is from Hawaii. Hello. Is that really from <laughs> Illinois? Okay. So, but I guess he would be the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. That was fun though, right? Some <laughs> Illinois trivia. Who knew that? I did not know that. That was, I did that, uh, you know, boom, right there. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. Whoa. Let me think about Wise that. words from <laughs> J.B. Pritzker today. But that is true. Okay, D? All right. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. That's a good point. Well, every dentist office should have that phrase. I know. That's why you have to go get your teeth checked all the time. All right. Let's hear some of the audio from today's State of the State address from our governor, J.B. Pritzker. Let's hear all these accomplishments that uh, went down this year. Today, the Illinois economy supports 6.2 million jobs. This is the most jobs on record for our state. And we now have the lowest unemployment rate in history. Last year, for the first time in nearly 20 years, every major region in our state was growing simultaneously. And even more remarkably, communities in southern Illinois, like Carbondale, have led that growth. Over the past year, Illinois has reduced its unemployment rate more than all of the top 20 most populated states in the nation, and more than our Midwestern peers. Wow, a roaring, uh, the cheers of the crowd of the Illinois legislature. Uh, I was unaware that the unemployment rate, he says, I, let's just assume that he's correct, that it's falling faster than any other state uh, in the country. You know, Illinois, there's, there is so much doom and gloom about Illinois, uh, as the governor alluded to, because our population is falling. So maybe the unemployment rate is falling because so many people are leaving the state. There's more jobs per person. That's doom and gloom. I'm just kidding, JB. I'm just teasing there. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, a Republican talking point that somehow or other, uh, the high taxes in Illinois, uh, the favorable attitude that Illinois has toward unions, uh, the fact that uh, Illinois resisted Governor Rauner's attempts to destroy collective bargaining rights in this state, that somehow or other that is combining uh, to throw to scare people away from Illinois and uh, induce people to leave the state of Illinois. And what J.B. Pritzker is doing is fighting that notion. And he's saying that uh, we are, we should be proud of the fact that there were the most progressive state in the union, though they didn't come right out and say that in that bite anyway. But we're not really uh, gloom and doom. We're actually thriving. So he is, he is swimming against the tide in this one, D, because so much of the reporting about Illinois that comes out of Chicago anyway uh, is filled with gloom and doom. And it was interesting that the little shout out I gave to downstate Illinois this is your big theme yeah that uh, JB Pritzker ignores downstate Illinois he's obviously from the Chicago area uh, so and that he spends too much of his time in Chicago this is a big Dennis theme because Dennis of course is from downstate Illinois so clearly JB Pritzker is listening to you that's why I say he's you're his favorite person on the Ben Jarofsky <laughs> show he goes all right Dr. Doobie I realize there's a state south of Chicago and I'm going to pay attention to them. That was my favorite part of that uh, audio we just played. Surprisingly, even those hillbillies figured it out. (laughs) My God! I didn't think that would happen. Whoa! 
All right, Pritzker continues. Student applications to Illinois' public universities increased last fall for the first time in many years. Illinois is the second largest producer of computer science degrees in the nation, counting for nearly 10% of all computer science degrees awarded in the entire United States. Our great state has an awful lot that's going right. And just look what a difference a year can make. Mm. <laughs> Let's see what happened during that year. Oh yeah, you were the governor. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's. I tell you what, it's a little hard uh, to speak about the great university system in the state of Illinois, uh, D, because we really suffered. Our university system suffered during the Rauner years uh, from neglect. I don't know how much uh, J.B. Pritzker has been able to write that ship. There were a lot of I know a lot of people, kids roughly the age of 18 to 22 uh, who figure it's better off leaving Illinois to go to a college, go to another Big Ten school, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, et cetera, and so forth, because uh, Illinois tuition kept going up. Uh, It was harder to get into Illinois schools it was more competitive and there were cuts that they were facing so this is if you don't invest in your educational system you're going to pay a price for it uh, and this is the price that we've been paying and so I don't you know I'd have to take a deeper dive into this one to see if it's as uh, glorious as J.B. Pritzker is saying. And uh, just a heads up for anyone wondering, uh, no, J.B. Pritzker did not give any details on the 2020 butter cow. It's the (laughs) butter cow, which has nine hearts to represent the nine essential nutrients in milk. That's right. It's made entirely out of butter. And, you know, it's a state fair tradition since at least 1922. 1922. I always forget that. Sorry to bum all you listeners out, but we do have more accomplishments. We passed a bipartisan, truly balanced budget on time with renewed investments in job creation, cradle to career education and physical and mental health care. Even the credit rating agencies and financial analysts described a distinct improvement in our fiscal stability and investors took notice and lowered our state's borrowing rate. (laughs) I don't remember the bipartisan part of the uh, bill passing. There may have been one or two Republicans. I just don't remember, D. I don't remember really a strong bipartisan effort here uh, in the state of Illinois pretty much in the last 10 years. But uh, I do not remember. I do know that Republicans spent the better part of the last six or seven or eight years trying to utterly demonize and scare voters about Michael Joseph Madigan. I remember that. I just don't remember the bipartisan. But I'll take you at your word, J.B. Pritzker, uh, that maybe one Republican voted for that budget or maybe two Republicans voted for the budget. Terry Cosgrove always comes to the studio and talks about uh, for personal PAC how there are no Republicans that will uh, support them on a abortion rights uh, issues. I can't remember how many Republicans supported uh, the Democrats on the issue of uh, marriage for gays. I, I don't I don't know if any Republicans who are actually not running for reelection or excuse me, who were running for reelection a voter for that. So eh, bipartisan is kind of a weak. Uh, it's a, weak, a sore subject here in Illinois. It's not one of our strengths in Illinois anywhere, actually, now that I think about it. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. Remember that. Yeah, I remember that. A wise man once said, big problems become big (laughs) problems 
when you let small problems sit. You know, I got a cavity right now. I'm feeling it. Okay, I got to go to the dentist. I'll see. You, all right, get that drill. But wait, there's more. Oh, okay. For the first time in a decade, we passed a bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill. Okay. Rebuild Illinois will create and support 500,000 jobs in this state as we fix our aging and crumbling roads and bridges, bring broadband to parts of this state that are internet deserts, as well as modernize our hospitals, our community centers, our state police facilities, our universities and colleges, all the things that keep us going and growing. Last year, we made enormous strides toward equality and opportunity when Democrats and Republicans came together to legalize adult use cannabis with the most equity centric legislation in the nation, which will result in 63,000 new jobs and new opportunities for entrepreneurs, especially those from communities that have been left behind. It gives us a chance to collect tax revenue from the residents of Wisconsin and Missouri and Iowa and Indiana. Dr. Doobie loves that part of the speech. Look, that's the greatest accomplishment I think the state made last year. But that uh, uh, the public works bill is no joke either. A little investment uh, in uh, the public works of Illinois is welcome as all. Bruce Ronner ignored that. You remember, again, that was part of his uh, scheme uh, to sort of... uh, Yay for our teachers! Yeah. Yay for our teachers! Uh, extort, uh, to twist the arms of Democrats uh, into uh, selling out the unions. I'm not going to invest any money in our public works until you just dis- uh, undercut the unions. Well, it didn't work, but uh, so yeah, the reefer bill very important. Although I got to tell you, uh, it's it's always interesting. It's like to see the little spasms of anti-reefer activity. Uh, today's bright one, my beloved bright one. Had an article by Tommy Two Joint Shuba uh, talking about how it, uh, in the north side of Chicago, in the Gold Coast, uh, they filled up a, a restaurant with concerned citizens who were really worried about what was going to happen to their neighborhood. Did you, I don't know. Did you see this? <laughs> a cannabis shop comes in. You know, how, how much traffic is going to be there? And will there be criminals? And, you know, just it's like everybody's some, like a worry ward. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a cannabis shop. Huh, there could be some crime related to it. I'm very worried about it. How much of traffic? Everybody looks such a, like, turns into a 95-year-old grandma or grandpa. I'm worried about this <laughs> when it comes to cannabis. You know what? I, I say it all the time. People have been robbing banks for years. I don't see people in the loop concerned about a bank coming in. I'm worried about that bank. Anyway, it's a great thing that the state of Illinois passed uh, the cannabis bill. Call it cannabis, D, all right? Lisa Solomon wants you to call it cannabis from now on, not reefer. Oh, yeah, I got it. All right, write it down. Yeah, we're terrible at that. I know. Uh, So it's good that Illinois passed uh, the uh, cannabis bill. And uh, three cheers for uh, Governor Pritzker on it, because there's no way in the world that would have passed under Bruce Rauner. Going to the live stream chat now, we asked all of you, who is Lori Lightfoot's favorite Ben Jarofsky show guest? Who did you say it was again, Ben? Joanna Klonsky, mm-hmm. strategist. Uh, Pete Cunningham, PC. Uh, Adam. Well, Kyle's offering up some sarcasm this afternoon. <laughs> Kyle says, Lori Lightfoot's favorite Ben Jarofsky show guest, SDG, Stacey Davis Gates. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Who said that, Kyle? Kyle. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> SDG is not at the top of any list. We encourage all of you to weigh in on the Ben Jarofsky <laughs> show live stream chat room if you're listening. Who is Lori Lightfoot's favorite Ben Jarofsky Dennis. show guest? I'm going for Mark Sims. I'm not a guest. 
guest. I'm a producer. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves you, though. They all love you. They go, oh. I love Dennis. Uh, Mark Sims. Did, I, you know what? Let's call Mark and see if he voted. For, I just can't remember if he voted for Lori. I know he's a big Rahm Emanuel guy. Love teasing him about hey, that. Hey, Illinois has done a lot in the last year. Let's, oh, I'm sorry. We got more. Yeah, okay. We did big things to help people, mm-hmm. real people who live and work here every day. We raised the minimum wage. We advanced equal pay for women and minorities, provided millions of Illinoisans relief from high interest on consumer debt, and expanded health care to tens of thousands more people across our state. We are reaffirming that our most important commitments are to our children and their education. Mark my words, Illinois will be the best state in the nation to raise a young family. You hear that, Iowa? (laughs) Indiana? (laughs) Yeah. Coming for you. He did raise the minimum wage. I got to give him credit for that. And uh, I'm not quite sure about the expanding the health care part. I'm not knowing what he's talking about. Health care is a huge problem in this country. Uh, It'd be... It's the reason why I think that Bernie Sanders is ahead in the polls, because most people recognize it as a huge problem, even though the Dems are doing everything they can to undercut Bernie. So, you know, we don't get health care. You don't want health care. You don't want it. It's no good for you. All right. Just keep the system that we have. Uh, But uh, so I'm not quite sure what he's talking about, about the health care. But I got to give him credit for the minimum wage. I got to give him credit uh, for the reefer bill. Uh, I got to give him credit for passing a budget. I got to give him credit for the uh, public works projects. He's a much better governor than the one that was before him. So I think he's probably I'm going to say this right now. The best governor Illinois has had. All right. Wow. How about that? And finally, what would a state of the state address? Hold it. Before we forget, I just said all this, but did anyone in this room actually vote for J.B. Pritzker in the 2018 uh, primary? Oh, hell no. <laughs> just, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I voted Bob Diver, baby. Right. We got to get down to business. Yeah. All wish, right. Wish I had to. And finally, what would a state of the state address in Illinois be without addressing all that damn dirty corruption? It's time to end the practice of legislators serving as paid lobbyists. In fact, it's time to end the for-profit influence peddling among all elected officials at every level of government in Illinois. Most states have a revolving door provision for legislators, and it's time for Illinois to join them. Elected officials shouldn't be allowed to retire and immediately start lobbying their former colleagues. It's wrong, and it's got to stop. There are many more ethics reforms that must be addressed this spring, and I expect the legislature's bipartisan ethics commission to issue its report in the next eight weeks. Restoring the public's trust is of paramount importance. Let's not let the well-connected and the well-protected work the system while the interests of ordinary citizens are forgotten. There is too much that needs to be accomplished to lift up all of the people of Illinois. The overwhelming majority of people involved with government and public policy and politics here in Illinois truly just want what is best for this state. From legislators to citizen activists to reporters, They chisel away at intractable problems and put their shoulders into making real, lasting institutional change. They don't get distracted or dejected, whether they're battling poverty, fighting for increased education funding, or fixing the unglamorous but essential problems of our state's IT infrastructure. Illinois is full of people who love our state and are willing to work earnestly every day to fight for her. 
which is why we have to be committed to the hard work of changing another aspect of the political culture in this state that has too often rewarded a go-along-to-get-along attitude at the expense of truly ethical conduct. When I took office a year ago, I hired people who came from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, who were diverse in gender, in race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, geography, and life experience, and whose only loyalty is to good ideas and good results. Mm. And I took heat for it from some who had been here a very long time. Many were incredulous that I wasn't just automatically hiring the same old faces that get jobs year in and year out. A commitment to diversity and inclusion is not just a talking point for me, and I hope that the past year has proven that. All right, I'm with him 100% on diversity and inclusion. Uh, I like the shout out that he gave to reporters. I don't know. I, I can't recall the last time a politician had something nice to say about reporters. I don't know if you meant caught that. He was talking about all the good people in Illinois. Um, but in the issue of the lobbyists, you know, I have to uh, come uh, forth with a confession here, D. Uh, <laughs> I've always struggled with reformers in Chicago and Illinois, and that's because reformers when it, in Chicago and Illinois, in my humble opinion, and don't get mad at me, reformers, because I'm just going to say it, they overlook like the social inequities by and large. It's always things like, well, uh, how many months should an alderman wait before he or she beca can become a lobbyist and lobby the city? That's the paramount issue in their life. Like reformers are really, I like the people are really concerned about Kim Fox. What did she know and when did she know it? But they're not, you know, so worried about like just the, the thousands of people who uh, on the West and the South sides who got arrested all these years uh, for doing the same thing that white people did all the time, smoking reefer. Okay. So they, they worry about like, you know, the, the things that I don't think are essentially the biggest problems that the state or the city faces. That's reformers. They're always worried about how many lobbyists. So this issue of lobbyists, I'm all over the map on this one, D. On one hand, yeah, I don't know why we have any paid lobbyists. There's something that just smacks of, uh, of a conflict of interest right there. So maybe we should have a law that would outlaw any kind of paid lobbyist. But then immediately that would be ruled unconstitutional, I'm sure. Uh, so I go the other way, the libertarian way. Why are we restricting anybody's right to make a living? Why do we have a law that says just because you were an alderman one year, you can't immediately turn around and lobby your former colleagues? The real issue is the other colleagues. They don't have to listen to you. You know, just because, let's say, you're Alderman Doobie from uh, the Alton Ward, and I'm Alderman, haven't smoked reefer since 1980, and you come and knock on my door and say, Ben, we were best friends, you should vote for XYZ, I should have the right to say no, D. I've listened it's to you. It's Alderman Doobie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alderman Doobie, I Thank disagree you. with you. The issue, it's like, they always go, we need new laws to clean up the state. What, look, uh, what, what law did not already exist that Martin, that Martin Sandoval did not know about? Martin Sandoval is the state senator who was uh, just pled guilty to uh, take for bribing. All right. What, the law already existed that he violated. He knew when he violated that he was breaking the law. When Louis Arroyo sat down with Terry Link, although Link denies that he was the guy, and they were wheeling and dealing and passing money back and forth and promises and they were bribing, the law, Monroe Anderson has entered the room, and, and Sergio Mims, it's a twofer. So the law already existed. 
they always talk about we need more laws. You already knew that it was illegal to take a bribe. What possible new law do you need for that? Sergio Mims checking out our new array of alcohol that Mark Sims brought here yesterday. No so, drinking on the show. So it's like they pass new laws. It just seems like the more laws they pass, the more corruption there is. I don't know. I remember when they reformed uh, uh, campaign contributions. It was the biggest joke in the world. That passed about six years ago, I want to say. Uh, and there was a huge loophole in, in the, the reform that enabled uh, a gazillionaire like J.B. Pritzker or Bruce Rauner to fund their own campaigns. There was no limit when they self-funded their campaign. Somehow that was reform. So I, it just seems like the more Illinois reforms, passes reforms, the less reform there is. Anyway, Monroe Anderson, he's just, he's like, oh, that's outrageous, Ben. He's for reform. He's ready to talk about it. Well, before we go to Monroe, we got to read your comments on the YouTube live stream chat. Shout out to everyone who has done so. Kyle says, oh, this speech from Ben about lobbyists and politicians brought to us by that certificate from the Chicago City Club. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Who said that? That's Kyle. Kyle's a wise. Where's my cert- my certificate's hidden by all the wine that uh, Mark Sims brought yesterday. I got to put that. Proud of that certificate, Kyle. All right. We went and asked all of you. Uh, who is Lori Lightfoot's favorite Ben Jarofsky show guest? She's got no public events today, so I'm assuming she's going to listen to today's program. Our good friend Jay Marie weighed in. She said, uh, not Troy LaRavia. <laughs> I wonder what Lori thinks of Monroe Anderson. Uh, you know, I wonder if she's a fan of Monroe Anderson. I know she's not a huge fan of Sergio Mims. Uh, no. And then our friend Benjamin weighed in. He says, uh, can, hey, guys, can you get candidate Lori in to have a debate with Mayor Lori? Oh, wow. That's that's really good and true. <laughs> Who would win that debate? I think, uh, well, they all everybody's weighed in here and said, oh, candidate Lori would destroy Mayor Lori. <laughs> candidate Lori. Candidate Lori was like, sounded like me. Ben, you're right. I think those. Are, I thought that was my name for a while. Ben, you're right. <laughs> and Brianna finally weighs in, and she says, "I'll say it again. JB Pritzker is doing a fabulous job. The state is in good hands." I, I'm with her. I think JB. We teased him. We had a lot of fun oh, at his yeah. expense like today. We, we've, we've okay. Like I'll just say right now, we've teased JB Pritzker when he was running, and we're going to keep doing it. No. I think he's doing a great job too. All right. Turns out he's in power, and that's comedy. You yeah. kind of mock those in power, right? I'll talk to that. Oh, a marijuana joke from Monroe Anderson. He'll be at Zanies later this week. Uh, so there you are. That's what's going on locally. A quick uh, summary or a review or whatever of today's State of the State address. What were your thoughts? Weigh in on the Ben Jarofsky Show live stream chat. And also, hey, make sure you uh, find us on social media at Benny J Show. B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show, if you've yet to. You can send us an email as well. We don't give our email address out enough. Uh at Benny J Show at gmail.com. Benny J Show at gmail.com. Uh, give us a compliment, complaint, say something about Ben, whatever you want to do. It's fine. Benny J Show at gmail.com. People don't go anywhere because coming up after this break, Monroe Anderson will join us. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show live from the Chicago Sun Times. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, 
arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. When you lose a loved one whose wishes were to be cremated, Chicagoland Cremation Options provides your family a dignified and affordable cremation service. Chicagoland Cremation Options helps you bypass the expensive overhead of a funeral home or cemetery by streamlining the cremation directly. It saves you sometimes thousands of dollars. Chicagoland Cremation Options Crematory, just south of O'Hare, five minutes west of Chicago. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. You can find them at ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time, ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some turtles. Uh, No gators yet, though. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Monroe Anderson in the studio, Sergio Mims in the studio as well. Uh, get ready to talk some Trump, Trump, Trump. Also talk some Bernie. Uh, Sergio posted on my wall, my Facebook wall, an article that took Bernie down. <laughs> Did that article take him down? But it's nothing I haven't heard a million times. I just have to tell you, but, Sergio. Um, leaning that way. All right, we'll, get, that, we'll, get, into we'll get into that. Uh, and... Um, uh, so, but before we do that, Monroe, the headlines in the the New York Times says it all. GOP scrambling to collect votes to bar witnesses. Okay, bar witnesses. Uh, well, <laughs> they don't want Bolton to testify well, uh, to tell the world what he saw and heard, right. which is Donnie Trump because they, the Ukraine because president. they want a fair trial. Yeah, fair, fair <laughs> quotes. <laughs> but didn't um, didn't um. Oh, you know, the turtle. What's his name? McConnell. 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 Mitch McConnell. Didn't he say yesterday that he didn't have to vote? Well, okay, that's, I was just going to turn to Monroe and say that. Uh, he said that yesterday. Yeah, that, and, was, a uh, McCon- that was a McConnellism. Talk about yeah, what? That's the, that's the type of thing he does to play games. Um, what he did was he said they didn't have the votes uh, to put the squeeze on the fourth voter in case anybody chose to be number four because he knows that they 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 have three so he announced that he doesn't have the votes so that trump and um all the the trump nuts out there will be calling senators all right let's just break this down just so you understand uh there are 47 democrats in the uh senate they will vote to have witnesses that means uh you need three you need four, four uh, Republicans uh, to join them so that it's a majority of 51 right. that would call for a witness. Right. When you say there's witnesses f- and evidence. Yeah, witnesses and evidence. Because like, otherwise you would have a trial without witnesses and without evidence. It's also known as a reverse kangaroo court. Yes. <laughs> so they're putting the squeeze on Romney? Okay, so no, here's the reality. No, no Republicans have come forth. Let's just get this clear. No Republicans have come forth. Cl- uh, 
come out and said with without any hesitation that they are going to vote for witnesses. None of them. They said they there are, there are three that are considering it. That would be Mitt Romney from right. Utah, uh, Susan Collins from Maine, and uh, Lisa Murkowski is wobbling talking about it in Alaska. No, yeah, no, she's sort of, she's sort there. Of. Yeah, okay. she's there. But now. none of them have come out and definitively said, I'm voting for witnesses. Well, um, Lisa said... Uh, she 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 would like to see witnesses. She's come out and said that she, nobody's used the word vote, but they Wait said they want to see it. Wait, see witnesses? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Okay, that's good what? enough for she me. Say, she didn't say she wanted to hear witnesses. She said she wanted to see a witness. Yeah. So this is a lot of gamesmanship that's going on because the reality is this is the games are playing. Uh, Susan Collins is running for re-election in Maine, and so she has to appear as though uh, she does not condone lawlessness on the part of the president because right. Maine went for Hillary Clinton. Exactly. And, and her phones have been blowing her up. So, she has, so will they allow her to vote with the Democrats in order to protect her uh, political future in Maine? Will, they, will Mitch McConnell pull a Michael Madigan? Madigan does that in, in yeah, Springfield. Yeah, no, she, well, she has no choice. She, she has to vote. Okay. Okay. So okay. as long as and you don't get three others, you yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Well, wait, exactly. Wait, let me get this straight. She has to vote for, to, to have a witness. Yes, that's what Monroe is saying. In other words, if she yeah, is if going she to, doesn't, she's dead. She's probably dead, dead anyway because of the Kavanaugh vote. Well, and on top of that, I understand that I can't remember the name of the person who's running against her, but supposedly they're raising a whole lot of money. Yeah, there's. A, the Democrats are rallying uh, behind. It's not just in Maine. There's a, a senatorial election in Colorado. There's other in Arizona and Arizona. So there's well, other De- other Republicans who are vulnerable. But the reality, the way the Republicans are playing it, and this is what this is the difference between Republicans and Democrats. I keep hammering this point home: is that Republicans live in fear of their base. Right. Mm-hmm. Democrats act with contempt toward their base. base. Yeah. <laughs> their, Democrats tell the black voters of Alabama, shut up and just vote for us no matter what we do in this uh, in this presidential impeachment trial. Republicans assure their white voters in Alabama that no matter what we do, no matter what Donald John Trump does, we're with them 100%. Am I wrong or am I right, Monroe? Uh, you're right. You're right. And yeah. that's really that's correct. me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that the but, Democrats okay, don't play okay, more of that. Yeah, but okay, let me explain to you what Michael Moore, not Michael Moore, Michael Steele uh, said. He, had, he he has this whole theory. Michael Steele, the black guy, used to be in charge the of the, the RNC. RNC. Right. The head of the Republican uh, National right, Committee. Until they realized that he actually was a black man. <laughs> they said, we got to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had a Clarence Thomas up in here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they got rid of him. I remember that. Yeah, right. Wasn't exactly. that during the Obama years? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah because they brought him in. You can, they brought him in when Obama was yeah, elected, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So say, well, look, See, look how we open-minded got, exactly, we are. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, Michael says <laughs> yeah. that this is the game that's being played. Go ahead. They had the the um, the the meeting yesterday. They being the Republicans. The Republicans. They mm-hmm. had their meeting, and um, after the meeting, Mitch announces that uh, he doesn't have the votes, mm-hmm. which puts the pressure on whoever's going to be the fourth voter. The three are going to go. 
with um, um, witnesses and evidence. Wow. But they, they need one more, and this is to whoever raises his or her head, it says I'll be number four, is going to catch holy hell from the president and from his acolytes. So um, that sort of tamps down uh, the interest in doing it. Um, they're having the questions today mm-hmm. and tomorrow. They're going to vote Friday to acquit. No witnesses acquit. So time out, uh, wait. Will this the vote, is Michael's. I understand, yeah. but the, when will the vote occur on whether to have witnesses? On, on Friday. Oh, so everything will happen on Friday. Yeah, right, exactly. So when everything, you guys say questions. Because they want to get, get this done so that come Super Bowl on Sunday, President Trump can have a trouble-free interview with Hannity. Well, you'd have that anyway. Yeah, but he can brag about being, and lie about being um, not, not convicted. I see. And then, of course, then he has the State of the Union. And then he has the State of the Union, and he'll go on that and and brag about how uh, it was a hoax all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Everything he would say anyway. Now, let's just follow us. Well, not if if they kicked him out out of the office, if it was actually, they voted to put him out of the office. It was was never going to happen. Never going to happen anyway. I I hate to say that to you, Monroe. well, who knows? No, no, if, no it was if, never going to okay, happen. No, 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 they no, can't even get a fourth Republican to vote yeah. for a witness. If okay, this this is a possibility, mm-hmm. and this is why it won't happen. But this, if um, 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 Bolton, John Bolton, John Bolton, for was allowed to testify and tell all that he knows. And Parnas has showed up at the um, at, at the Capitol <laughs> building with a, a brace anklet on, anxious to talk, tell what he knows. Parnas, uh, yeah, right. Uh, if that, if those two were allowed to, to speak, and then because witnesses were being allowed, then you brought in um, um, Mulvaney, uh, the acting chief of mm-hmm. staff. And um, a couple of other Republicans. I mean, it would be so bold, barefaced, and so exposed that a lot of Republicans would have to change their position. You're asking for it too much as as a fantasy land. Yeah, there is no way that would happen. Uh, The fact of the matter that you can't get four. Well, it's to not, call John no, this Bolton. Is, this is Michael, Michael Steele. I understand theory, Michael He knows what he's talking yeah. about to a large degree, but it's, it's not over till it's over. There may be somebody that breaks. I mean, they're going through the questioning right now, and it's really interesting. I listened to some of it, mm-hmm. and basically what you have is the re, uh, Republican senators asking questions of Trump's lawyers to boost their case. And the uh, Democratic senators asking um, questions to the um, House managers to boost their case. So they're both sort of telling their stories again. Yeah. Um, and yeah. All right. So just follow this. And the Republicans are having a hard time explaining why there should not be any witnesses and evidence when they attacked the House uh, managers, the House, House Democrats 
for not having any witnesses or evidence. Okay. Well, inconsistency in the part of the Republicans is the only consistent thing about the yes. in, this impeachment matter. Yes. Uh, when you see uh, Ken Starr uh, def- uh, defending Donald Trump and saying how dangerous impeachment is as an instrument in our country right. and a oh, threat to our democracy, yeah, it, it, the very Ken Starr. Right. Right. It was like, you know, it's like, does he know who he is? Right. He's Ken Starr. Hey, don't forget what Trump said about Ken Starr back in the day. Um, yes. Really insulting and abusing because Trump at the time was supposedly a Democrat and a friend of the Clintons. And He was a um, friend of the Clintons and, back in those days. Um, he was giving the money. I, I still want to know what, why he picked Ken Starr, why Ken Starr agreed to do it. Wait, in this current? Yeah. Why, why did why Trump? Did, Trump why, picked why did he Ken Starr be because, he, he, because he, he's a TV person. So in his mind, it would make great TV to have Ken Starr as one of his uh, um, lawyers. This is why he also wanted Dirtsowitz. He, he wanted, he wanted well, people with TV, right. TV appeal. Um, and Johnny Cochran was unavailable. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Johnny, he was unavailable. Right, although they're using Johnny's tactics. but Oh, come on. They've been using Johnny's <laughs> right. tactics and have not given him any credit. Right, exactly. Johnny right. Cochran stole passed the on. Tactics. So, yeah. oh my God, they're playing Johnny Cochran's game. Yeah, well, right. I, saw, I saw Ken Starr went too far when he put on that glove. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Yeah, so anyway, though, so <laughs> Ken Starr is there for that reason. The problem, though, is um, both of them are, are checkered they have checkered passes. I mean Dershowitz and and, uh, and, and Ken, Ken Starr. Star, yeah. yeah. Besides Ken Starr being Ken Starr, he got kicked out. He was ahead of a college. Baylor. And he got, yes. No, he looked the other way. He was incapable of seeing a sec, uh, a rape scandal in, in at uh, Baylor, a uh, sexual harassment scandal involving athletes. Uh, and until the, it was an absolute embarrassment and a disgrace. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, no. Ken Starr sends a, mis- uh, a message to uh, Republicans. Ken Starr represents the fight against Bill Clinton. And just, I, I, I think you're right, Monroe. It's just like, oh, Ken Starr, he's on our side. Right. All is well in the world. Right, right. Uh, and, but let's go back to calling the witnesses. Okay. All right, so I understand. See, this is, I think you and I are in agreement. Uh, we're having, uh, as this thing unfolds, that the, obviously the Republicans are not interested in getting at the truth, if you will. Uh, This this is all about defending Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, And uh, And, and Mitch keeping his his leadership. His leadership and undermining the Democrats every way they can. Right. Uh, And uh, so there's no pretense of searching for the truth. This is why I like to contrast it with what the pretense here in Illinois that we're really concerned about Justice Smollett Gate and Kim Fox. And so everybody's interrogating Kim Fox. The Tribune editorial board had her go, grilled her for 45 minutes yeah. every little day. What did you know? What did you know? Meanwhile, right. over here in Washington, not one word. Nobody cares about it. Right. So the Tribune uh, is the Tribune. The Tribune is the Tribune. Yes, I should know better than to uh, look for honesty from the editorial board. But let me, or consistency. But let me just say this to you, Monroe. Uh, you, you, four Republicans yeah. are needed to call a uh, John Bolton. John yes. Bolton has written a manuscript, folks, that completely contradicts Donald Trump. And he was there in the White House, all right? And he's one of them. They love yeah. John Bolton. Yeah. Well, in, fact, in fact, the name of his book is... Uh, 
the, the room, room where it happens. Yeah, the room where it happens. Yeah, which, which is a line from Hamilton. That's it's a a, a theme throughout Hamilton. You didn't yeah. go. You didn't go see Hamilton. I did not yeah. go see Hamilton, but, but anyway, I also did not there, know that was the name of his book. Yeah, yeah, because there's this great song in there where Hamilton. Uh, um, it's Hamilton. Hamilton. Or is it um, Aaron Burr? Burr, it's Burr, I think, who sings, I, I want to be in the room where it happens. You know, where they're putting together all this stuff for this new government. I see. He wants to be a part of Feel it. Feel free to sing the song. But, but, right, right. But I, I understand that. It came I charge out, too much. The, the details about the Bolton book came out because the White House somehow got an advanced copy of it. Well, they, no, got, they, no, got they got a advanced copy of it. Yeah, and, but yeah. Bolton had to give it to the White House. So, so, so they because they were it. planning to announce the details yeah. of this book. No, somebody in the White House leaked it. Leaked, okay. I mean, yeah. there have been more tr leaks in Trump's administration than any president in American history. And they're basically all a cries for help. It's like, <laughs> seriously, it's like, this man is nuts. He's destroyed our government. I, I don't want to lose my job, but you need to know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Republican Party in the country looks the other way. They're setting out these SOS flares. I hear nothing. Well, you saw what happened yesterday. Was it yesterday? He was at one of his rallies. Uh, Who, Trump? In, You're talking yeah, about, in yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, well, God, yeah. The rally in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Where 175,000 people wanted to go, but they couldn't let yeah, him could. Ha, but ha. Yeah. He was making a speech, and he fell apart. Did you see this? Well, look at the video. He, uh, he was talking about, I forgot what it was, and he was trying to say the word criminal. Mm -hmm. And he goes, <laughs> and he went like that. Yeah. And someone <laughs> on Fox News yeah. started laughing because they were broadcasting this. And immediately they cut it off and went on to something else. But really, he just fell apart. Yeah. It's like, what happened? Well, it, it, it really doesn't matter. He could fall well, apart. That's it, it doesn't, it doesn't in a way, matter. it doesn't really matter. All right. All right, so let's go back to the witnesses. So follow me on this one. Okay. Uh, if they have this vote, yeah, and three Republicans vote uh, with the Democrats, that means right. it's 50-50. The tie is broken by the vice president. No, vice president. No, 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 no. So it's fifty-fifty. Just doesn't no, pass. No, no, no. The chief justice is the tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. He gets to vote in the Senate mm -hmm. because you can't have the vice president voting. But that's how they break ties in the Senate. Yeah, but not not for impeachment. So the, a the, the tie would be broken by the, the chief justice. Chief justice. John Roberts. Yeah. So John Roberts could vote for the witness. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. He could. The yeah, right. He yeah, could. sure. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I could make a million dollars with my the, next book. The fact of the matter is this, and this is the uh, trick bag that the, the Democrats are in, and they have been all along. The Republicans, uh, they don't even play the game that they're remotely interested in bipartisanship, in an investigation, in arriving at the truth. This is a disadvantage that Democrats have. This is why I keep harping on. No, Democrats play the game yeah, like no, they... Right, no, they're, the Republicans... They play by two separate sets of rules, Yeah, Monroe. right, but the Republicans are playing the game like they care when they don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the reason why... Of one, one other reason why McConnell said, well, we don't have the votes. 
to make it look like there's some tension or what have you. You see, now yeah. this goes into my point about Bernie Sanders, which we'll talk about we'll later. We'll get into that we'll later. We'll talk about that later. But it, that goes to that point you're talking about. Okay, yeah, but let Republicans me... play to win. It's a cut, they play a cutthroat game. Yeah, they, they, yeah, the Republicans play to win. And in this case, winning means uh, acquitting Trump. Winning means not right. having uh, witnesses. Winning, winning means except not putting evidence on. Except I, th- I think in this time, they're, they're, they're um, too clever by half because when they vote for no witnesses and no evidence um, and it's over, and Trump has his victory lap, then more stuff is going to come out. For one thing, um, Bolton's book is going to come yeah. out in, in March, probably in March, with all the dirt in it. There's going to be other things. So for the next 10 months, mm-hmm. it's going to be one drop after another drop after another drop about how guilty Trump was, how horrible Trump is, and how the, the Republicans gave him a pass. So then come November we got a serious bloodbath, uh, uh, another blue tsunami. All right. I, I, wow, I love, I well, love okay. those predictions. You see, here we go again. I, Trump said it. I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. See, well, he can, but and and so 42% of you? the people will say, oh, that's okay, he shot somebody. But it's that 53%. All right, here's, let me, here's the difference between Democrats and Republicans right here. Front page of the Chicago Sun-Times, a mm-hmm. picture of State Senator Martin Sandoval, mm-hmm. uh, who pled guilty to taking bribes regarding uh, red light cameras, okay? Yeah. Right. Everybody in the state of Illinois, Democrats and Republicans, lines up and say how outraged they are, how we need new laws, which, by the way, it was already illegal to take a bribe, so I don't know why we need, what laws we need. This is terrible. We need reform. Governor Pritzker just cited it. A, a Democrat yeah. just cited in his speech. Absolutely everybody. Oh, this is terrible. This is outrageous. Republicans are saying get rid of Madigan. They just, so this is, this is where we are in Illinois. Democrats and Republicans unite because this is obviously outrageous. Here, front page of the New York Times, Donald John Trump. He's, there's, evidence multiple mounds of evidence that he extorted the ukraine president into calling for an investigation into nothing so he could damage the credibility of joseph biden evidence exists of that republicans are scrambling to get the votes they need to bar the uh the witnesses from testifying to keep the the evidence from american people and the documentation is really what's right so the democrats have to play the game that they really do care about marty sandoval breaking the law and the republicans get to go scot-free they don't care about the law they don't care if donald trump disobeys the law because they know their voters are with them a hundred percent and that monroe i'm not saying i believe in in uh uh in what sandoval did i'm not sanctioning what sandoval did. i'm just pointing out the inconsistency one party has to play by the rules and another party does not the chickens will come home to roost in november Okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They will. will, This this is going to be an incredible. This time next year. (laughs) This time next year. This time next year. uh, Uh We will be on our way to having. uh, Oh, it's after the twentieth. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's after the twentieth. Yeah. Yes. So this time next year, Uh we will have a Democrat in the White House, Mm -hmm. a Democrat House and a Democrat Senate. And I'm telling you right now, despite everything, I still give Trump right now at this moment 
50-50. But his ratings, 50, 50. but his okay. approval is 42. Well, well, so where's where that 8% coming okay, from? And, uh, gee, I was about we'll we'll get it. Of, we'll okay. get into the, the Trump's, uh, the re-election thing in a little while. We come, right. okay. We'll take a break. We'll come into the politics of this all. Yeah. Because so many people... Uh, Listen, nobody knows what's going to happen. Absolutely nobody. Here's the, nobody knows, but I like your way of, about yeah, it yeah. because so many people come into the studio, Democrats, and they start, oh, Trump's going to win. I hear this all, Trump's going to win. Nobody, you don't know. P okay. PDST from 2016. Okay, 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 true. I'm still suffering from it. The right. other thing, too, is the fact that anything can happen in politics. In, in, like Trump losing. <laughs> you know, like in less than a year, okay? I'll always bring this point, right? Yeah. Lori Lightfoot at one time was in ninth place. Mm -hmm. And look where she is today. Anything can happen in politics, right? Um, so things change on a dime. So every, even though I'm pessimistic, I always say to myself, by June... It could be a completely different story. Yes. That's okay, well, yeah. if we're going to accept Sergio's theory, and I will momentarily, mm -hmm. then oh, for, we, the could get to, we could get witnesses by Friday, and Trump could be out out by uh, a week from Friday yeah, if enough well, witnesses. let's make that bad. Doing that, <laughs> doing that everything could happen. I, that everything could happen and anything I'm can happen. I'm still dealing with reality, not fairy tale. <laughs> okay, I... The struggle to find a fourth republic. This is how sad this is. They're struggling. They're fighting to find four Republican senators out of what fifty-three. Is that how many there are? Yes. Four out of fifty-three, just to call for witnesses, just to call for a because real if, investigation. If, if, if you get the witnesses, what, the well, dam could aside. break. Put the dam could break. Article in the paper today about uh, the the recently appointed senator in Georgia. A woman, Leffler is her name, and uh, she is already running for re-election. She, she replaced Johnny Isaacson. She's probably going to go up against uh, Congressman Chris Collins, who is one of the leaders in the House t defending Donald Trump, okay? Yeah. And immediately, she sends out tweets blasting Mitt Romney for suggesting, even just remotely suggesting that there be witnesses. This is how much Republicans are under the control of Donald Trump. And I said this to you on the phone, and we're all old enough to remember this. The only three of us in the studio are back in the 80s when Harold Washington was mayor of the city of Chicago. The, the closest thing I saw to this was what the control that Eddie Verdoliak had over the white aldermen in the city council. They were so afraid so afraid that they would step out of line with white constituents who hated Harold Washington, that they would vote to do undermine everything they supposedly believed in the way Chicago politics worked. You saw it. You lived through it, Monroe. Except what did they believe in? Except <laughs> making a little money on the side. <laughs> the notion. The, the Democrats in Chicago, the, the regular Democratic machine, Really didn't have any principles. I mean, they had right? no principles yeah, back right. then. So, so they right. just followed. They're just following him off the cliff. I've, I've never really seen anything like it in modern politics yeah, right. on the national level. Like the, but they are following him. They're off the cliff. That's the important part. Yeah. They're going off the cliff. So anyway, all right. So your ultimate, like, as as I pointed out, seventy five percent of America wants witnesses and evidence. And this is, is there yeah. anybody in the 
in the Republican Party of significance. Look, they he, they took Michael Steele and kicked him out of the party. Well, basically. he's still in the party, but they, he he's a eunuch. Is, right, he's, he's still in the party. Yeah, he's still in the party. He, he, he gave he an interview saying he'll go. never leave the party. Right, he's, he he wow. refuses to go. He still yeah, <laughs> yeah. George Will is God. Wait, time out. Well, Lester Holt is God. Uh, Lester Holt. Yeah. yeah, Lester Holt was a Republican. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Where was Lester yeah. Holt a Republican? I mean, he, he, come on, you can pretty much imagine he would be a Republican, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, but I wouldn't. I didn't he know was he was an active reporter. Yeah, no, he, was, he, he admitted was a it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow, did not know that. I thought that like a guy like Lester Holt would just keep his political uh, affiliations he, concealed. To I think it came, he was asked or something. It came oh, up. yeah. I mean, he wasn't he something wasn't, he was he, bragging he, about. He wasn't standing on Fifth, <laughs> in, in, in New York on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I'm a Republican. Well, I'm, I, uh, I'll tell you what. If they can round up that fourth vote, <laughs> four votes, it's yeah. only four senators, and several of them are up for re-election. If they and, can, it, and it could pop. You know, I mean, it's, it could pop. I mean, this this is Michael Steele saying, because, you know, he's a pundit, uh, being hired by MSNBC mm-hmm. to, 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 to give his expertise. So he's the Republican on MSNBC. Yeah, well, they got a lot, lot of them. Yeah. The former press secretary to um, Bush, George Bush, is one of their At main MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, he, uh, so if, if, if it works out just the way Donald Trump wants, yeah. uh, the acquittal will come. Uh, on Friday, the, the yeah. Senate will vote down a request for more witnesses, yeah. for right. witnesses, not right. more, for right. witnesses. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and for evidence. documentation and, and evidence. evidence. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have a trial that has no witnesses right. and no evidence. Right. Uh, and then the jury in the trial, uh, without having seen any witness, right. having heard from any witness, Witnesses, right. seen any evidence, right. uh, will say they have had enough evidence and enough witnesses to acquit uh, the defendant. They'll take the vote. Yeah, They'll and then the, the, vote. the defendant will have victory lap number one on Super Bowl Sunday yeah. with a softball interview right. from old boy Sean Hannity. Right. And then on Tuesday, he'll have a victory lap number two where he really rubs it in their face. And Nancy Pelosi will be sitting right behind him, by yeah, the right, way. Right, uh, right. And so that's their strategy. Right. A little... Right. I, hey, uh, wait a minute. Is this interview going to be, it's going to be on Fox News, not on Fox Sports, right? It's going to be, I don't know whether it's before. It's, it's probably usually before, before yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. it's usually before. But it's before. still going to, it's not Fox no, I think it'll be. It's not going to broadcast the uh, interview. Yeah, it's going to be, well, it's going to be people who are turning in to watch the game. Right. We'll see it. Yeah, we'll see. No, I, yeah, I remember when they did this. No, but this. It's, it's, you don't have, you, no, they would have Hannity interview Trump on the same channel, the same network before the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. They did this. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. they did this uh, four years ago. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we, uh, Sergio Mims, Monroe Anderson, we're talking politics. We're right back after this. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at ChicagoReader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. You know, I think 
progressives are really where the energy is right now. And I think if you can expand the electorate, which is what we saw in 08, bringing out new voters, particularly brown and black voters, young voters, energize the base where you don't have to change your message much, right? Just go out and get those voters excited. We can win. But hold on, Ron. I saw you shaking your head real quick. What, what's the rebuttal here? Well, first of all, Donald Trump is going to do a great job turning out our vote. And in 08, as well as in 92, 96, and in 12, is because both Bill Clinton and Barack Obama brought other people, not just people in the party, other people to the party. It's Chicagoland's adult entertainment playground. It's the world-famous Admiral Theater, 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. The Admiral is homegrown from Chicago, and it's the most conveniently located club in all of the city. 15 minutes from the O'Hare Airport in downtown Chicago Loop. Voted Chicago's best strip club, the Admiral has showgirls galore and a variety of adult entertainment shows. The world-famous Admiral Theater, open every day from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m., 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. For events, showtime, and other information, visit AdmiralX.com. Must be 18 years of age or older to enter.